This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Within 30 seconds of us cresting the saddle, we spotted some elk. And uh, it was neat because there was one, and then you'd move a little bit, and there's another one, and then move again, and there's another one. My hat goes off to them whitetail hunters. That's a different breed of people right there, especially in cold temperatures. Holy cow. I got chili mac all over me. (laughs) If we're going to start doing some high country stuff here in Colorado, I think a lot of people underestimate the severity of the weather and how fast it can change. It could be the, the Captain Crunch that someone poured out here all over the ground. If you can save 200 bucks and there's a piece of gear that's 500 bucks, Take the time and save for the $500 piece of gear. Man, you just got to get your feet wet and go for it. It's just experience. I mean, I learn something new every time I'm out here. Every time. This is uh, Kelvin Elgis from uh, Crooked Wood Pack Llamas up here in the backcountry, hanging out with uh, Living Country in the city. Y'all ready for your dose of flyover state spirit? Straight from the concrete jungle? Well, put down your latte and pull on your boots. It's time for Living Country in the City. Welcome to another episode of Living Country in the City. We are out here uh, at what? Let me look at the watch here. We are out here at almost 11,000 feet on the dot. Um, It's uh, been a little bit damp, so we decided to take a moment, eat some warm food, and listen for some bugles that we have yet to hear whatsoever. (laughs) Uh, Before we get started, I want to say a big thank you to Sawyer Products. Um, I am currently actually heating up food from this awesome gravity filter that that Sawyer uh, has provided. Y'all, if you're looking for that kind of awesome gear that really just keeps you in the outdoors for longer, stuff like water filtration, First aid, insect repellent, and sunscreen. I've been using Sawyer products nonstop for the last, geez, almost two months now. Um, month and a half, two months. And, you know, it, it it really can't be beat. We've been, 
you know, we've been filtering a, a ton of water here. You know, we're out here for, I think, six, seven days, and we are quite a ways in. Kelvin brought out his llamas. We'll be talking a little bit about that. But, you know, we got we got several different water filters here, and, you know, they're all fantastic filters. Um, but I will tell you one thing. Um, I have never seen a gallon of water filter oh, so man. dang fast. Like, I mean, what? Under five minutes for a full Easily. gallon. Easily. And these Sawyer Mini filters, I mean, they they are super reliable, super durable, super light, and you need a gallon of water fast. This is your deal. Um, so check them out, Sawyer.com. Well, we are here. <laughs> that like we said, are. <laughs> up in the Colorado high country. I don't. Well, does this count as high country for Colorado? Man, I don't know anymore. Is this medium country? <laughs> Tell me about it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, rugged. And and I'll apologize to you guys. You may hear clinking, chewing, slobbering because we are eating. Uh, well, we polished off some pretty good meals. We'll talk about these meals. Let's just say we've past two nights we have been eating pretty dang sweet. Um, but we're about to rock some chili mac, and I got some coffee going. So I'm gonna apologize if you hear this slobbering or whatever, but. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know if this counts as medium country, high country for Colorado. What I mean, we're outside of the trees, so I mean we're up here. A- air's definitely thin, ain't it, man? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I tell you what, like I thought it was bad in in Utah. Idaho was pretty rough. This is honestly, I can without a doubt, I cannot think of anything else that I've ever done that has been harder just mentally and physically than than what we're doing but this country breaks off a lot of people man it's it's serious so but. you guys have heard him talking mr kelvin eldridge um why don't you uh tell the fine folks listening who you are how'd you get how'd you get into hunting um well yeah i'm uh i'm kelvin eldridge um I guess all of this inspired uh, from my grandfather. I was 13 years old, uh, bought me a Remington 870 Express for uh, Christmas. And uh, it was definitely a showstopper for the family. (laughs) I don't think he told anybody that he was buying his 13-year-old grandson a gun. Um, But from there, man, a lot of it derived from, um, you know, bird hunting, you know, small game aspect. And uh, it stayed for that for numerous years you know probably 12 plus years before i actually started to pursue big game and uh once i did boy i got a knack for it and went full-fledged at it you know oh yeah didn't didn't slow down in the least bit and uh the high country has definitely you know been been the calling for it for sure you know hunting everything above tree line so you also uh run pack llamas. Yeah, 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 we sure do. We are uh we're crooked wood pack llamas or CW pack llamas. Um we've been doing that three years. Uh we're striving hard at it, trying to keep it going and everything. Uh you know, there's some issues but you know, we're very passionate about it. Um you know, we tr- we strive for a uh, a classic car llama, you know, something that's gonna definitely get the job done you know, in the back country and everything. And as you can tell, I mean, they haven't <laughs> let up in the least bit, man. They're magnificent. 
Oh yeah, and well, that and that is how we met. And yeah, you yeah. know, funny funny enough, I uh, the timing was really really quite serendipitous, I guess. <laughs> um, the last podcast I released was just after we had hung out uh, when we first met when I was on my road trip. And yeah, yep. Your buddy. Uh, your buddy Jeff follows me on Instagram and Correct. you know, he, he keeps up with the podcast and I remember, you know, I was kinda of posting about my route and he's like, Hey man, you're on your way from Denver to Durango? You need to you need to hit this dude up and yeah. you know <laughs> and go meet him and uh and you know, they run the pack llama races and this and that and uh um, Yeah, that's a fun time. That's crazy. And that was like a that was like a while before the before the trip even that I remember Introducing that was kind of like when I'm like I don't know when the hell I'm coming coming through yeah. you know, <laughs> um, but yeah uh, I think you know a couple of days before I, I when I kind of figured out when I was leaving Denver I hit you up we met over at the borough, grabbed some breakfast and oh, then man yeah came out and went on a llama hike sure did yeah you drank the Kool Aid man you got hooked Heck yeah <laughs> well and then. You know, we're talking, and you're kind of telling me about this spot. You know, you're like, yeah, we've been hearing it hurt, just lighting off all last year like crazy. Uh, sound like a war zone. And uh, and so I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, wait, so you're inviting me along on this. You got you got bulls lighting off. You know where the bulls are. You got pack llamas, so we got a nice, comfortable camp, not carrying a ton of stuff. I would have to be bet you know what crazy to uh <laughs> to not uh, agree to this and uh well we're, we're, we're back been, <laughs> i think i think i had to be a little <laughs> bat you know what crazy to agree to it yeah <laughs> i'll be there's been some <laughs> unexpected turns on this trip yeah no there has we've stayed after it though I'll tell you what keeping the drive so, how many bugles have we heard since we've been here? <laughs> well, I mean, if we can distinguish between coyotes and uh, bugles, maybe one. I I don't know. We're not we're not fully convinced. Half asleep, you know. I I got excuses. <laughs> but, uh, my my dreams and ambitions. It was a it was an elk bugle. Well, uh, it's been it hasn't been wholly unsuccessful of a trip though. No, no, it sure hasn't. Shove and chili mac down. Okay. Uh, well, like we said, folks, we're going to be eating chili mac this whole time. Um, which, if you do not believe chili mac is the best mountain house there is. something wrong with you. There's something absolutely wrong with you. I will fight you. Um, My buddy swears by beef stroganoff. You know, I've had the beef stroganoff. It's pretty good. The lasagna's good, too. No. No? I'm out. No. No lasagna? What about the spaghetti? No. Well, you know, know, we do we do have a bit of a favorite though. Mm. We we have become rather fond of the chicken and rice on this trip. With a little touch. With a little touch, you know, on our on our hike in a day and a half ago, two days ago, something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yep. We got in here and uh small game or the grouse season coincides with elk season. Correct. And on our on our way up from a hellacious hike that this flatlander just about died on. Uh, not because it was like a treacherous hike or anything, but just because there's no air up here and it was 
I mean, the majority of the elevation gain was over, like, two sections of the yeah. hike. I mean, it was pretty consistently uphill, but there's a couple of spots where we were scrambling for sure, and it definitely kicked my butt. But, yeah, why don't you uh, tell them uh, what happened as we got up here? Well, the uh, the unexpected and a very large covey of grouse um, was right there outside of camp where we set up, and uh, I just took the opportunity to harvest one for, for dinner that night. And um, probably within about 10 minutes of harvesting it, man, we had it up you know, on a jet boil skillet and got us some chicken and rice going too. And, and uh, now we've added a new twist to it and threw instant mashed potatoes in it. And mm-hmm. Boy, that was the, the deal. Well, we went out the next day. We went out in the morning, went to check out this one area. Wasn't really our hot spot or anything, but... Since we were there, we were going to go check it out. Yeah. Well, we probably did. We probably dropped, I think we dropped down about 1,500 feet. Mm-hmm. And had to come back up that. Went a lot faster, the, the down direction. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, we came back up, and we were uh, crashed out for a minute, ate some lunch, and, um, you know, we're packing up, and we're ready to, we had relocate quite, quite the hike. You know, we had another 1,000 feet to climb uh, to get over this saddle, and relocate to a good spot and saw you know the llama's looking at something and then i see some grouse moving over there and so shoot i grabbed my judo tip and threw it on one of the arrows and hammered uh hammered one grouse and i'll tell you what those things are dumb as sin they just don't <laughs> care <laughs> i just don't get it man you just hammer one right in the face and the three next to it like two will fly off and one's like George, George, what's happening? Why aren't you moving? And probably would have gotten another one right off if I had been able to get my dang judo tip out of there, but they kind of flew over, and you're walking over like, what the hell is going on? I'm trying to figure out what you're doing over there in the trees. Uh You're like, oh, no, they they all flew over here, so we walk like 10 feet to the side. Yeah. (laughs) Just a little jaunt. Hammer another one at, at 20 yards away. We're allowed three, right? Uh, yeah, it's either two or three. I think it's three. It's three. But, you know, so I go to collect my collect my arrow after the second one. I'm walking up, and the one, I'd, I'd shot the one, uh, there's two on a log. I'd shot the one to the left. The one to the right was still chilling there. I walk up about three feet from this thing. <laughs> and he's just staring at me like, hmm, what are you? I was looking around for a rock. I'm like, shoot. Uh, not that I would have tried to do it with a rock. I'm making a joke here folks don't write me any angry letters but <laughs> yeah no and so uh we uh came up over the hill and we'll talk about that in a minute but w- once we got back to camp we were exhausted oh it was brutal and i'll tell you what though we uh cooked up that grouse you know we got this little spice shaker that i found at a random camping store and uh threw a little garlic salt and pepper and salt on there yeah we got the whole nine yards in that little thing Shredded those, uh, shredded those grouse breasts, and added uh, some, some more. Just threw that chicken and rice right on top, and threw in the uh, Idahoan mashed potatoes. Oh man, I can honestly say that's top, top three, top five meals I've ever had in my life. That was delicious. Well, yeah. So why don't you tell them about our little reward coming over the hill? Oh man, that was nice. Um, you know, I 
I think I've been up here, you know, 14 days prior and only seen a handful of elk, you know, for the, the extent of time that I was up here before we came up. And uh, I think there's been about a week and a half lull, uh, you know, in, in between that time. And we came up here and the first area that we, you know, generally set up on, it wasn't looking promising, you know. And a lot of people are, you know, equating it to the drought and stuff like that and it being drier and whatnot. And uh, so we decided to relocate, and it was quite the the work to get over. And as we came over the saddle, it wasn't within 30 seconds of us cresting the saddle. We spotted some elk, and uh, that was a huge relief, you know, big big morale booster. And uh, it was neat because there was one, and then you'd move a little bit, and there's another one, and then move again, and there's another one. And, and that was cool, so we, we decided to tie up the llamas and go ahead and kind of make a pursuit you know some kind of move on the elk as they were moving across and uh kind of find out there was a bull down in there and that that really picked our spirits up big time and at this point i was like i was done i was wiped (laughs) when we were coming down off that hill (laughs) i was wiped um you know once again like i just we've been hitting it really hard we and it's not even so much the distance it's like no it's the climbing over the short distances because there's spots yeah where you're almost scrambling on all fours it's steep it's real steep it's real steep but you know that's where you find hopefully big bulls but yeah um yeah so you know we we'd stocked in and like seen those cows and putting stock on them kind of definitely the adrenaline started to kick in picked up my spirits yeah then i remember you know i've got a i hope i got the video of it but you're <laughs> We're kind of coming along, and you're like, you know what? I'm gonna go up. I'm gonna go up a little bit and see if I can see into this uh, little cut through yeah. these trees. So you pull up the glass, and I just remember you turning. You look at me, and you you got your hat, your hands really wide above your head. You're like, <laughs> you're mouthing ball. I got a little excited. <laughs> oh, that was awesome. So yeah, we uh, that definitely. Um, it, it, the problem is the wind was doing. Oh, uh, it's going every which direction. Today, even with like. You know, it's kind of raining today. Today it's been a little more consistent. You know, it's Definitely doing a lot more. kind of what you'd expect it to do yeah. with the temperature changes and stuff. But yesterday it was just like, you know, I'm going to I'm going to go this way. Oh uh, yeah. And it wasn't even that it would switch back and forth. It would be going it would be going across us one minute, then it'd switch the other way across us, then it'd be going towards us. It there was just no way to read it. No, it, was it was just, just roll the dice. Yeah. I wonder if the you know the sun setting like just at the time that we caught it as we crossed the saddle if you know that was playing a you know pretty good factor in it and the terrain features that are changing right there. I mean you're going from you know like a rock face which is going to have a different temperature than the the clearing that's filled with grass and then you, you're going into a timber patch you know and that's where I looked over at you and I was like man the wind could change you know completely in between you know the hundred yards that we got to close in between him and us you know. Mm-hmm. When we spotted him at about 180 yards, that's the last we saw him. Um, you know, that's a huge victory. I mean, from not hearing any bugles, spotting some elk, then to getting within 200 yards on the bull. I'm super stoked on that. And, uh, you know, who knows? We may have gotten within 100 yards on him. Yeah. Um, but we made our way across, and, you know... Don't know if we got winded. Don't know if he just decided he didn't want to be there anymore and feed his way off. But 
Yeah. And we could not find hide nor hair of that, gone. that sucker. Goes to the forest, man. Yep. You um, know, and it could be the, the Captain Crunch that someone poured out here all over the ground. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, suffice to say, because it has been dry, it has been very crunchy. I was honestly kind of hoping this rain might damp up the ground a little, a little bit. bit. Yeah. You know, quiet things down and make these stocks a little easier. We'd like a temperature change, too. Yeah. Know. Don't they know they're supposed to be getting after it? You would think, man. I don't, it happens every year about the same time. And, boy, this seems, you know, a big lull. Like I said, last year we were in here. It, it was right around Mausoleum, so the 8th through whatever, how many days we ever decided to spend up here. I mean, that, that drainage erupted. It was just a war zone. It was crazy. And, no, I wasn't hearing dudes down there with bugle tubes. I mean, I know it was... I know it was elk. There would have to be a lot of dudes with bugle yeah, tubes it, down there. it was crazy, yeah. And there had to have been dudes with, like, baseball bats beating trees and stuff, too, so. You got a whole army of hunters bugling at each other. <laughs> Going in circles. But yeah, I mean, the temperature's definitely warmer um, this year. You know, it's all the all the different stuff, but it's like, they got to rut sometime, like. Yeah, it's got to happen. I don't know, so maybe, like we were saying, if you got a first rifle tag out here in <laughs> Those Colorado. Those guys going to make out like a bandit. Man. Yeah. So, we yeah. even had snow on, it was like the 9th, the 10th, it was like the second day we were in here last year. We got about an inch and a half of snow. So, I mean, it, we haven't seen any snow yet up here. You know, just cold rain. Yep. Well, you know, and hopefully, you know, we we tried some stuff. We tried calling, we tried bugling. Not a damn word. Not a single word out of this, but out of that, but uh, um, not even like a, not even like a little peep or anything. Nothing, just silence. We even tried stand hunting. Well, kind of. Yeah, I mean, we'll try, I get bored. We'll try that again. <laughs> we're we're both not the most patient of people. It's like if, if I think we're very much alike in that if we're going to actually go sit water, which is I think we're going to look at the temperature and on one of the. The few days we have left on one of the hotter days, we're gonna get bring our gear with us and really commit to uh, to sitting on a water hole. But I mean, I can glass for hours, but you know, you can see things. It's different when you're just staring at one object, waiting for something to come through a doorway. You know? Yep. Yeah. I don't know. My hat goes off to them whitetail hunters. <laughs> That's a different breed of people, right there. Especially in cold temperatures. Holy cow! Oh yeah. But you know. If it's hot enough, they got to go to the water, and I mean, there's a little bit of water running through here, a few pools here and there, but yeah. I mean, we saw some uh, some fresher sign at that wallow, you know, at least within this past week. Yeah, there's evidence that they've been there. They've been visiting it, but I'm surprised at the lack of sign we've seen just in general. You know, you it saw you saw the one rub today. Um, yeah, one rub. Are the deer rubbing yet? Are yeah, they, they off their velvet here. They should have started doing that, you know, mid muzzleloader season, tenth of the twelfth. That's usually when I start to, you know, see evidence of deer, you know, starting to shed that velvet and stuff. And you know, as now, you know, we haven't seen any bucks. Not that, you know, the season um, at the beginning of the archery season was any better, but there was definitely a lot more sign of bucks. And now they're gone. And once they do shed that velvet, they they seem to kind of vanish down in the timber and change their attitude and stuff like that. 
It is definitely not an easy hunt at all, but you've got a you've got a few tags on you, so we're we're kind of looking yeah. for just about anything. Yeah, no, I got a boy. We're gonna need some tag soup if this doesn't change, man. We're gonna have a, <laughs> we're gonna have to call some friends over to help us eat all these tags. Well, you know, maybe we can uh, mix it up with some chicken and rice mountain house. <laughs> <laughs> right, it'll be tasting just right. Yeah. Now we're uh, we still got a few days left. You know, we're hoping. Uh, Hoping that we'll get something done out here, but it is definitely, you know, regardless of what happens, nobody can honestly say that we didn't work for it. I mean, we've been out here hitting it hard for a couple of days, and, you know, we got several more ahead of us, and I am, I know, personally, I think I'm dying. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, it's it's amazing. It really is amazing, and I thought, you know, after, cause, you know, I spent a day in uh, Durango I spent um you know I think I you know about a day day and a half yeah. up at, up your at my place, place before yeah. we came out I mean I know there's uh definitely a little bit lower elevation than what we're at but I thought by now you know after four or five you know four days or so at el- a decent elevation like I would have acclimated a little bit more I can't I tell you what I can't go 100 yards before my lungs feel like they're just on fire yeah, um, it's a it's a tough thing, man. Because uh, like the I feel like the soreness you can kind of work through, you can push through, uh, you can ignore it a little bit more, you know, just give you the give yourself the whole it's all mental speech, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, what'd you say, mind over matter, but matter eventually catches up or whatever, yeah. and is very <laughs> very angry. Um, yeah, that was when I uh, we were going up, and I I you know it's. I always have this thing when I'm hiking and when it's just kicking my butt, I get to the point where I'm like, I need to stop. I need to take a break. I need to rest or, you know, wherever I want to, you know, I don't want to call it quitting because I'm still going up the hill, but like wherever I want to take that rest. And then I look up and I'm, I look for like the next big feature or whatever, you know, whether it's a tree or a rock or the little flat bit or something. And I'm like, okay, that's my, that's my goal. I can't stop until I get to that. So it's like when I'm at the point I'm ready to quit, that way I'm at least pushing myself a little bit further every time. And it's, you know, it's tough. And I think I was at one of those points where there's this little rocky outcropping. You know, we were, we were coming up uh, to come up over this saddle. And, you know, we were, we were probably about halfway up. And I'm like, all right, here we go. And <laughs> that was very much a gonna make it, gonna make it, gonna make it, gonna make it. Oh, and I... I just about tried to run up that hill. I couldn't even pick up my legs anymore at that point. And then got this guy here, freaking mountain goat, Kelvin. <laughs> but you've had a little more, one, experience at elevation, and two, you've got a, a bit of a background in this. You've been hunting a little bit longer than me. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no. I definitely came acclimated to this, you know, and I think uh, it was either – Last year, the year before last, you know, I, I spent 27 days straight, you know, so I I try to live up here as much as I can. I love it. So what would you say somebody wanted to come, maybe not in this spot, because uh, then the answer would be llamas, um, but what would you say? It's always llamas. Yeah, the answer <laughs> is always llamas. Um, what would you say is, would be, like, the most important thing someone could do to prep for coming out to, for, like, a high country Colorado hunt? Boy, I mean, there's 
there's a lot of factors that play into that. I mean, as you've noticed, obviously, you know, the the air, the, you know, the elevation is, is a huge factor. You can hike and hike and hike, but until you get up here and realize that you cannot breathe in some cases, you know, and, um, you know, train's going to, you know, dictate, you know, as far as the degree of angle of, you know, the train that you're hiking. Um, so that, that's one, I, I mean, definitely conditioning your body and stuff like that. Um, boy, I, I don't know, I guess I've never put too much thought, you know, into that and how, and, you know, to prep somebody for a, you know, particular hunt here. Um, that wind's picking up. Yeah, it is. That's a little chilly. I'm putting on gloves. I'm cold. Yeah, I mean, there's one. I mean, obviously, especially if you're going to start doing some high country stuff here in Colorado, I think a lot of people underestimate the the severity of the weather and how fast it can change. I think a lot of people underestimate that. And I'm not taking away anything from any other state. I mean, they've all got their severity of, you know, levels of weather. But uh, oh, yeah, anyone that's listened to my elk hunt story knows about yeah, snowstorms blowing in. Yeah, out of nowhere. And um, I think... Uh, you know, my buddy Jeff that introduced uh, me and you, we got that firsthand, and I told you, we rode out a lightning storm that turned into snow that I, I, I'm leaving if that ever happens again. I'm packing my stuff up, and leave. I did not enjoy that in the least. <laughs> and, uh, lightning terrifies me, and, you know, I've heard some stories, you know, from the, the mule deer hunting books of people, you know, getting hit on their horses and stuff like that, you know, being above tree line and I've I I I clearly understand now. It's nothing to mess around with in the least bit. Um, but that's one thing, you know. Always make sure you got the proper clothing and stuff. Under, you know, some people try to cut some items to make their pack lighter, and man, that your your morale and your upkeep of you know your hunt and everything like that could definitely make or break everything out of it. You know, if you ain't got the proper equipment in your pack, you know, it could it could definitely uh, cut it short. I mean, morale is huge. We talked about that earlier where it's like, you know, yeah, you want to, you know, especially if you're packing in, you know, especially if you don't have, you know, llama, you're not bringing in llamas to wherever you're hunting. Glamping, man. That's yeah. what they call it. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely are uh, backcountry glamping. Yeah, we are. Um, we're sitting we're sitting under here. We have the we have the Kafaru Sawtooth set up all nice. Got a tarp down underneath it. And oh, yeah. So super comfy in that, and then we got uh, we pulled out my uh, slumberjack. This uh, thing is awesome. Tarp tent, you know, I got it off a of camo fire, and you know, in all in all reality, I bought it because there's this awesome pair of flannel uh, or uh, fleece um, deer pajama pants that I really wanted, but I refused <laughs> to pay like the nine dollar camo fire shipping fee for them. Oh man! Uh, so I. Uh, decided to buy tarp tent too and i'll tell you i'm really glad i made this purchase used it in arizona uh we used it the uh, first day uh we just threw it up and crashed underneath it because it was pretty nice out and now we uh we got this thing strung out covering all our gear we got a nice lounge outside the tent oh yeah this is great foyer i don't know what would we call it i don't know i'm gonna call it a foyer um one of them foyers but yeah no, we we're definitely glamping out here. That's for sure. Um, oh yeah, but you know what we're, we're saying. I'm distracted easily. <laughs> Squirrel. Um, you know, talking about morale, it's like yeah, you definitely want to shave as many ounces as you can. You know, the saying 
uh, ounces equal pounds, pounds equal pain. Oh yeah. And you know you're you're packing yourself in. That's yeah huge. But you know you've also got to remember, you know, bringing in those little packs of coffee or something. You know that may something to make it a little bit better. I mean. It could definitely make the difference between, like, a five-day hunt and an eight-day hunt, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, especially if, like, me and you were talking about, I think I told you I glassed up the first elk five days into the hunt, you know? And if you're not seeing animals, boy, that can really just drag everything down. Um, you need some sort of some sort of morale booster, whether that's seeing animals, putting on stocks, or... Having a bag full of like Welch's fruit snacks or something <laughs> that you know, gets the sweet tooth or something. You know, it, there's always you, you got to have that little bit of uh, of morale booster. You just have to be careful that you don't try and get yourself too morale boosty and try and uh, bring a whole camp like this when you've uh, when you've only got two dudes in backpacks. Yeah, no, that's not gonna happen. So. But yeah, so we got the llamas. We got camped out here. Still hoping to uh, get it done. We got a few more days. We'll see what the next few days bring. But uh, you know, it, it's been a pretty successful hunt so far. Like like you said, you know, got some grouse, had some good meals, some good time hanging out. We've been laughing our ass off the whole oh, time. Man. Um, I wish, I really do wish I had the GoPro running for like 90% of the time we've been talking. Did you that, see those llama tracks? Jeez. Oh, <laughs> Kelvin, hey, did you, did you bring your llama tag? I think I'm seeing llama tracks. He's like halfway up the mountain from me. I don't see any up here. I'm going to keep walking and see if I can find any. Oh, goodness. Yeah, I guess you had to be there. I guess, I mean, funny. delirious, you know, or just. I mean, the, the, yeah. I can't even remember half the crap we laugh about, but so one thing I always like to end the podcast with is, uh, you know, I kind of direct this towards folks that are new to hunting or maybe from the city that don't feel like they have access to, you know, the same resources that other people do. But, you know, if somebody came up to you and said, hey, man, you know, I want to get into hunting. I just I'm either intimidated or don't know how to go about it. What what advice would you give to that person? Go for it. I mean, you gotta. I mean, there's you know some tips that you give them, you know, specifically around certain subjects. But man, you just gotta get your feet wet and go for it. It's just experience. I mean, I learn something new every time I'm out here. Every time, you know, I've even with llamas, I've eliminated stuff that I bring back here anymore. I'm just like, that's useless. That's not, you know. And then, you know, I learn new things with the llamas. I learn how to navigate the terrain differently. You know. Uh, I learned different glassing techniques. I learned different habits of the animals, and you learn you know, uh, how to cross streams with them. <laughs> yeah, no, he got one boy. He's gonna wear me out. Yeah, no. I, we... I saw a man versus llama <laughs> yesterday, like full on wrestling match. Yeah, I was determined to teach. He just—I don't know what it is. He just sees the water and has to jump it. I don't get it. All the other llamas walk through they it. They walk right through it. I don't know. I Well, and and just to clarify for everyone, it's not it's a it's a safety thing and it's uh Yeah. a gear thing. I mean, you know, he can hurt himself jumping over that. He could hurt one of the other llamas. He could knock one of us, you know, down, mm-hmm. you know, potentially. It's 
all the llamas are tethered together. I mean, we broke an elastic strap on the first day yeah, because, I... uh, because Ranger jumped. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, no, it's definitely, it's definitely a new thing. And there's, there's been a few times we've been going downhill and they're like, no, we want to keep going. Yeah. And you learn, you learn a lot of stuff. Um, they definitely, I'm definitely spoiled after this. (laughs) Um, but you know, they present for sure, present their own set of challenges and yeah, you know, not as many as say like horses or even I'd say pack goats, but they are, uh, they are a living, breathing creature with a go- with <laughs> intentions of their own. Oh yeah, no, they're on their own program. Yep, typically involves eating, drinking, or taking a dump. But yeah, in the middle of the hike too. Doesn't matter how long they've been standing there. <laughs> Doesn't matter how long we we get these friggin' llamas out. They'll be they'll be sitting there for an hour, just tethered up, not doing anything, just. Chewing away, whatever, staring at each other, alerting me to grouse. The second you start him walking, friggin' crazy, crazy eye. He's in bathroom. Guaranteed. He's like, I'm gonna get hate for this. It's like you know, taking a woman on a trip. Yeah. <laughs> second, oh jeez, I'm gonna get so much hate for this. You know, second you get in the car. <laughs> I gotta go to the bathroom. Yeah, he is. He's gotta go to the bathroom before we leave. He's always done that. I don't get it. Yeah. There you have it. But, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, the guy first starting out or anything, man, like, you just, you got to go for it. It's like, I don't know. I never played football. But it it's the term, like, a kid's going to go out there and get played. He's got to have fear of getting just truck sticked. You know, just <laughs> hit hard. And... I mean, that'd be my fear, you know, especially if I was a quarterback, you know, getting blindsided or something. (laughs) But, I mean, you got to learn, you know, just get up here and get after it. You know, maybe baby steps, you know. I mean, don't don't put on a 60-pound pack and go go balls to the wall, mate. I don't know. but I don't know who would do something like that. (laughs) Jeez, I mean, come on. Oh, man. But, uh you know, but I mean, think how much you learned from that man. Like, oh yeah, just aspiring off of it, building blocks and everything. Like that's, I don't know, just going for it. Like, you know, I didn't know a thing about pheasant hunting and stuff when my grandfather first bought me a shotgun, and we got out, and he didn't know nothing about pheasant hunting either. You know, and no, I'm, I'm not sure. Qu- quality gear, that's one thing, man. I mean, my buddy Jeff is adamant about that. If if you can save two hundred bucks and there's a piece of gear that's five hundred bucks, take the time and save for the five hundred dollar piece of gear. Like when you're out here, you know, a lot of people like, Oh, you just bought that, you know, because it's it's a name brand thing. Well, not necessarily. Like that that plays into that morale, that plays into that safety factor, you know, everything. If you're out here and your pack fails, your tent fails, something gets wet, something tears, like Life ain't gonna be easy after that. Like yep. you need to ensure that you're you're you're, you're using quality gear, quality gear. That's buy that's once, one cry thing. once. Yes, there you go. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. Yeah. You know, you're, and this is not always the case, but generally, you know, you buy you buy some lower end, you're gonna be replacing it a lot sooner. Yes. You know, you buy. And by the time you do replace that, you've paid for the other one. Exactly. You know. Exactly one that, you know, and. Uh, Sometimes you just you got to buy what you can afford. Yeah. You know, you can't 
not all of us can afford to go out and buy a pair of Suaros or, uh, you know, a full set of Sitka or First Light or right. whatever. But At, at um, the time, buy what you can afford, but definitely strive. Yeah. So here's, here's a question for you. If you had to pick, let's say, three items. Say, you know, your, your guy's building out his hunting pack, or, you know, brand new to all this. He's like, okay, you know, I've got this much money. I'm going to buy, like, the quality stuff first and then, you know, figure out my budget for the rest. What three items would you say are the, the most important to buy quality gear? Me, personally, rain gear right off the bat. I will not skimp on rain gear in the least bit. Um, you know, but that's, you know, some of the scenarios I've been in. Um, number two would be a pack. You know, that's kind of the unit of what everything is established around. You know, that needs to be very quality. And then uh, me, your shoes, you know, you, you, you mean you talked last night. I don't wear boots hunting. I, I wear uh, trail running shoes. Um, I, I got to deal with some, like, Trinosaurus Rex raptor toe thing going on, you know. <laughs> but uh, the uh, the boots just destroy my feet. And if, I mean, obviously up here in the country that we're in, you can tell, like, it, it's ground pounding. It's one foot in front of the other to get anything done around here. And if you ain't got a quality, you know, tire on your foot, you're shot, you know. Yeah. And uh, me, I, it's a light enough weight running shoe that it, it will dry overnight no matter how wet I get it. So if you are a boot kind of person, you need the ankle support. You want a lot of more, uh, what's that word, dexterity? Is that the right word I'm thinking of? Like Dexterity you know, gives you like agility and flexibility yeah and, you know uh something like that obviously ensure it's waterproof um people swear up and down by the gore-tex you know like they say if it doesn't say gore-tex it ain't waterproof and you know i, I don't know but teach his own but yeah. that's what i would say i'd say rain gear the pack because that's what everything's established around and then obviously do some research on your pack you know like some people buy these massive uh, you know massive packs but you only need like maybe a day pack set up, you know, so, mm-hmm. you know, do some research on that. And then obviously your, your shoes, that would's, you know, whether it's shoes or boots, run shoes, whatever, <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe that's why I run up the hill. There you go. <laughs> well, we gotta, we gotta give a big shout out to Jeff for introducing us. Yeah. And making this all happen. <laughs> hopefully he'll be finally caught up. I know he's behind on the podcast, so hopefully he's caught up by this, but, right. uh, What's his uh, What's his Instagram? Is it Colorado DIY Hunter? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think it's something. Colorado DIY Hunter. I'll uh, I apologize if I got that wrong, Jeff. I'll I'll put it. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> on the show notes page. Um, but yeah, any final closing thoughts? Wish us luck. <laughs> yeah, gosh. Hopefully, uh, by the time y'all are listening to this, we are. Well, I am. You've got. You've got a. Another week past me and what past the time I'm out of here. Yeah, for the bear tags and boy. <laughs> have not seen any of them either. We have not seen a bear. That's another story. But yeah, hopefully uh, by the time y'all are listening to this, I am, gosh, I don't know where I'll be. If I'll be back home by then, uh, up in Northern California, now that I'm out of LA, or uh, if I'll be driving, I don't know, somewhere through Denver or Montana. I gotta, I'm going to look at, figure out my dates here, figure out where the heck I'm going. Well, yeah, hopefully uh, I will have a several coolers full of meat, uh, yeah. and I'll be rushing home so the dry ice doesn't melt off. But 
Alright folks, that'll do it for episode whatever this is of Living Country in the City. <laughs> Make sure you all check out the show notes page. I think, yeah, this will be uh, episode 83. So make sure you all check out the show notes page. That'll be livingcountryinthecity.com slash 83. But in the meantime, keep it country, y'all. Thank y'all for listening to Living Country in the City. Get show notes and check out the blog, product reviews, events, and more at livingcountryinthecity.com.